4: 97.3 The Fan. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paulie. That's Benny. And uh, I like the direction that this show is heading. Uh, not this radio show. In our personal lives, we were just talking off the air, and I don't know how comfortable you guys are with me sharing this, but I guess I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a choice. Giving <laughs> us a, a little, choice once again. It's as a little, little yeah. late now, yeah. but we were talking uh, during the break. You look at Pauly's got his protein. I got my protein here. Um, we, have, we were talking about our day yesterday, and I'm in the gym, and Pauly's back on the courts. Ben, with his trainer, has, has switched some things up with his personal trainer. I may have
5: actually felt some endorphins yesterday. Yes, for the, yeah. for the first,
4: first time. Ever. So we talked last week about <laughs> how Ben and I were talking in the elevator, and he goes, oh, you're on your way to work out? And I go, yeah, it sucks, but I know I'm going to feel so good. Those endorphins hit on that drive home, and you feel like you can move mountains. And he's like, yeah, I've never felt those. I always just feel bad and he said I he, I think I had him yesterday. I was like
5: 3 quarters of the way through my workout and I was doing I had done some sit-ups and all of a sudden this wave of like I feel so good right now just hit me it like hit I had never felt that before. You've it was, op- you've it was opened weird. your mind.
4: Yeah. You've opened your mind to the feeling and now they're going to come and then you when you get done you're like I feel so good. So yesterday I and it's weird because we were talking about our different regimens of what we're doing. I'm basically just lifting weights. I'm essentially lifting. I'm lifting as hard as I can to failure. I I I was questioning if I went hard enough, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going hard enough. I was. Playing.
5: You want to enter one of those bodybuilding contests no, at no, some point? No, yeah.
4: I just want to firm this blob <laughs> up a little bit. So I've been doing. Uh, just lifting weights i've been muscle specific a different muscle every day trying to go five days a week and it's been good i go to the gym downstairs and get you know that's kind of like that's like a 20-25 minute just crush through it real fast i don't spend a lot of time in the gym i'm not a dawdler i don't you know i just get in and get out because i don't like being there if i'm being completely honest but paulie's back on the courts paulie ran four games yesterday I was exhausted exhausted but, but
3: like but i had that endorphin high like
4: feeling of like I sat
3: down and was taking my shoes off i mean shirt just soaked yeah. in sweat and there was no part of me that was like that was awful you loved it and all it takes is you know for me the most fun cardio in my life has always been basketball of course, of course. absolutely and, you know it's like i would have had to go run six miles to get as tired as i was and that's it's boring. not fun at it's all. It's Not fun. It's boring. You sit there, and I'm like I'm taking off my shoes, and I go, I feel great. I yeah, mean, I'm exhausted. I can barely move,
4: but like that feels it feels so so good. so good. And 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 you know, walk into my car yesterday, and I was like, man, I'm so glad I got a workout in. Uh, and then Ben, when you you have told your trainer, I want to do more golf specific, more flexibility. You know, yeah,
5: I, I came to the realization a few weeks ago. All right, I've been doing this. Let's see, this is my three year anniversary of Peloton started. The pandemic, and I have not missed a week, 155 straight weeks of Pelotonic. That's really impressive. Um, usually, That's really good. Usually three or four times a week. And I feel, I feel good about that. And then I work out with weights at least once a week as well. But I haven't really tra- transformed my figure. And I think now I'm 47. It's not going to happen. I'm not. No, it will. I can. It can, but I'm diet. never going to be a totally beach. I'm not changing my diet that much. I like to eat. <laughs> so <laughs> what I really well, need to, you. to. Then you can't lament Well that's what I that's that's what I realized. Yeah. I said, Why don't we focus on something that actually will improve my life? A little more flexibility, core strength, golf. you know, help my back feel better and improve my golf. Because that's what I really need is and so we've been doing that for a couple of weeks and I actually really feel good about that. Well so. I came to the realization. It's not easy, by the way. No Core exercises sucks, and flexibility dude. is some of the hardest it's stuff ter- I have ever done. Ter- Functional. Little went- tiny weights <laughs> that are just agonizingly yeah. brutal. Here's a three-pound weight. They're going, it's, waterboarding. Pounds, a, you're it's waterboarding. You're being waterboarding. joking, Water right? Torture. Three pounds, that's nothing. I'm going, oh, my God, this is,
4: this is so hard to do the three-pound weight. <laughs> but what I realized is if you put my workout in, combine it with Paul's and Ben's, you have one perfect human. That might even scream athlete. <laughs> it, it, that human, the Ben Woods Paul combo, screams athlete. You got your flexibility. You've got your weights and your strength, and you've got your cardio. Ben and Woods actually, as it turns out, is one ball of one where one perfect human together. Separate, very flawed, very doughy, very unathletic. Together. Nobody's You're eating us. a little
5: bit better for the three of us. I'm trying. I mean, we're to all, eat all much trying to better. do something here.
4: Yeah, I say that, and I had a deli- I had a healthy lunch, yeah. and I had a healthy dinner. Perfect. Great. And then I had a. Come on. I had a healthy dessert. I had a dessert, <laughs> banana cream pie, a <laughs> oh. little tiny one, but still. Hey, it's the least. It's small. Ah, right? Idiot. It is small, you but... feel it's, bad now that yes. you actually said the words out loud?
5: Yes. All right. Yes. It's accountability. It is accountability. Where are these cream pies coming from? <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> That's going to be a late entrant into the tournament of drops, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that, I promise you, probably a six, five seed,
3: four seed. <laughs> Do you even... Re- I got to...
5: No, but seriously, like, wow. are they frozen? Or are they in your, where are they? I'm going like, to be staying late they, today. They, they, I got a lot of work got a lot me of me with that dude. one. <laughs> they got,
4: they Jesus, got, God. They uh, come from a place called Urban Plates, and they're like, they're like, they're, they're so good. Ah. They're so good. I'm going to start having a banana. Do they come
5: in like the individual little foil, like, no, it just no it's in just in a slice?
4: A, a, it's like, like a round, uh, round. graham cracker cup. Yeah. Filled with the banana cream pie filling, and then uh, a little whipped cream on top. Have a I'm cream. gonna start having just the banana, and I'm gonna stop eating the the other part. I'm just gonna have the banana from now on. Here's the problem: I do dessert with Bo every night before bedtime, so he gets his little pudding, and then I have like, what do I have? Oh, I have this. Banana cream well, maybe product. you got to
5: treat yourself a little bit. How about have a banana and just put some ready whip on it? Yeah, or something. maybe that might be better. Kind of like a, a like a mini sort of dessert. No like frost, it off. no filling, but you still get a nice kind of a sweet banana treat yes. at the end of the day,
4: which is good. Yeah. Which is good. Maybe I'll do that. But again, I'm happy with uh, us. I'm I'm proud of our dedication. Let's all keep it up,
5: right? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it up. Okay, good That's my plan. But you will not change your diet. I. I will change it at some point. I figured I. I feel like at some point this year I'm going to try to rededicate my eating. I'm not ready to do it this second. What for
4: you? The two jobs thing is tough. It is. It's very, very hard. hard. But if you oh, it requires
5: a lot of planning, so much discipline, a so lot much of planning. planning.
4: Well, because you're at work, and dude, where you work too, there's about ten restaurants nearby <laughs> that are decadent.
5: Yeah, I got you my love rotation. To go. Yeah, you know, it's easy to get easy to get mexican food, you know, that's not the obviously it's not the healthiest thing in the world, but it's quick, God, it's, it's convenient, it's cheap and you delicious. know, delicious. It's uh it, it fits the fits my need at the time too often, I think. So
4: I do do that a lot. Yeah. I do do it as well. Well, I'm proud of you guys. Let's keep it up.
5: I saw um I saw this cool story yesterday. Well, I don't know if it's a cool story. I mean, it ends up with a couple in jail at the event. <laughs> But it's a story that I would like what? the movie rights to. So the headline was, couple Jailed for Stealing $1.7 Million Worth of Wine from a Michelin-Starred Restaurant. I'm thinking, how do you... Okay, so I'm, my interest is... It's peaked, peak.
4: because it said Michelin-Starred. Well,
5: yeah. And I mean, how do you steal that much wine? I mean, what's... Is it like
4: four bottles at a so, michelin starred no, restaurant? No, it
5: was 45 bottles of wine that they stole from a restaurant. Now I'm really... And this is not... This wasn't like a crime of opportunity. This was like an Ocean's Eleven-style caper uh, in Madrid, Spain. Um, they actually dined at this restaurant. It's called Atrio in Caceres, Spain. Three Michelin stars. So those are the like one of the top restaurants in the, in the world. They dined there like a couple of times to establish themselves kind of as regulars. Then um, the woman checked in so there's a the restaurant is in a hotel okay and they checked into the hotel just her but the boyfriend kind of was joining her surreptitiously so after hours the restaurant is closed yes they call down to the desk and say she's like oh we're you know you know us we're good customers she order she wants to order like some late room service mm-hmm. and the guy at the desk says well I'm the only one here right now I can't help you but she is like Oh, you know us, you know, just please, please, please. please. And Whip so, me something up. So gets, gets him to basically deliver something up to the room. While he's doing that, the boyfriend goes, steals the key card to access the restaurant's wine cellar, steals these 45 bottles, including one bottle that's just alone is worth $371,000. Another one from like 1883, like these incredibly <laughs> rare bottles of wine. They wrap them all up in the hotel towels and then check out the next day and just take them with them as they check out of the hotel before the restaurant's even open and anyone knows that they're gone. Now, they caught them, apparently, at the board. They were arrested at the border of Montenegro and Croatia. But none of the wine has been recovered. They it's, it it's out there. I don't know what they did with it. Did they sell it? Did they drink it? But the wine has not been recovered. What's the most expensive wine you've ever had, Ooh. do you think? Um... I don't know, like a name. I mean, I mean it's had... possible I've been served something that I didn't know what the price was. But in terms of something I bought, I actually for our wedding, I bought Shelley, uh, like this five five hundred dollar bottle of wine. That's pretty that good. We had gone to Napa and tried it before. Yeah, thought uh, that was pretty, like an Opus pretty special One or something. Yeah, it was an Insignia from Joseph Phelps. I think back then it was like two seventy, but now it's worth like yeah. 500. I've had an Opus One. Yeah. That's
4: probably the, the most expensive. And That's was, a famous
5: name, obviously, it, in the wine world.
4: And it was pretty good. It wasn't where, like, man, I can see dropping that much money for wine yeah. again. Would a wine from 1883 even I taste good? I don't know. Or would it taste like your Civil War pickle <laughs> juice? Ben, if you didn't know, has a pickle from the Civil War.
3: I never got really into wine. Like, I don't know that. If you gave me a glass with yeah. a twenty dollar wine and a glass with a two hundred dollar wine, he I would, don't know that I would be able to either, tell you which the, the well, and
5: Actually, wine expert, they've done these blind taste tests, and a lot of them don't. You know, they they are like they dedicate their lives to wine, but when you give them a blind taste test and you give them a, a ten dollar bottle, a hundred dollar bottle, and a five hundred dollar bottle. A lot of times they'll pick the cheap one as their favorite. They don't even realize. <laughs> our it. man, our buddy Tony Bubbles, who listens
4: every day, he is rolling over. He's not. No, he knows. I'm. He knows. He knows I'm telling
5: right. the truth. Uh, there are some like super tasters, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of them can tell the difference. But sometimes it's like you know, personal preference does yeah. not necessarily translate to the price of the bottle.
4: Yeah, fair your enough. favorite
5: wine maybe a.
4: Maybe a fifteen dollar $15 bottle, $15 wine. bottle yeah. of wine. You oh, may yeah.
5: like it way better than you like the two hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, this doesn't suit your taste as much. Yeah,
4: well, I like that caper.
5: But you know, some wines are rare and harder to get, and that's what makes them expensive. They just have a buzz about them. Hard
4: to get those wines back if they are in fact, if they were in fact poured down each other's gullets. Yes, it would be very. I, tough. You know what? I it's would like like
5: to, a, I'd respect the crime even more if it was just to drink to them drink it, way. yeah, and not yeah. to somehow to sell, sell them, them on the black market or something. I like
4: that. I like that you're. Uh, but no, I the, think they
5: got. Four to five years in prison Damn.
4: Each. Five years in That's prison. That's really a million yeah, seven in whatever. I guess, I guess, I guess. You're right.
5: I mean, if they stole right. like a million seven in cars, you know, I stole 18 automobiles worth that much. Right. You'd probably go to jail for even longer. I so. guess you're right. But it wouldn't it be, a, it's like sideways meets Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. I, feel like yeah. a, yes. I feel like it's feel like it's a good. That's why I want. I want the movie rights. Yes. To these two, this, whatever this wine caper story is, feels like there's a backstory there. That it's there's Paul something. Paul
4: Giamatti and Brad Pitts <laughs> and, and George Clooney
5: and Julia Roberts. Not
4: stealing any Merlot. <laughs> that's, that's my. That's like two of my favorite movies. Sideways yeah. is my number one. I know you
5: like it's it. My so. number one. movie. I saw that story. In a I this want could be to a good go movie.
4: To, I want to go to Buellton so bad. I don't know that Hannah doesn't drink. The very Hitching much. Post? Yes, I want to yeah. post up at the Hitching Post and do exactly what he did. I let's do let's
5: do a show trip. In.
4: I'm all in. About wine tasting with Ben and Woods. It's like Six, four, five, and four and a
5: half to five hours. It's not bad. Yeah. It depends some on golf traffic. There. But there it is. Yeah. Oh, it's great golf great up there. Great golf. All right. Go up and play golf. We'll drink do wine, wine. tasting. Ah, we'll I'm do in. the Thomas Hayden <laughs> Church Paul Giamatti trip. You.
4: I'll have to break into some woman's home to steal your wallet back after you've been <laughs> caught making love to her by her truck driver husband uh, running through the fields of alpacas. It's such a good movie if you haven't seen it. I like that little uh, detour you just took us down, Betty.
5: All right, uh, we got our Tier 1 tour coming up next. I don't know how long we'll spend on the Washington Nationals, but they're next in order of Padres opponents. And then Sammy Spring Training will check in with Sam Levin from Peoria, Arizona at the bottom of the hour. All coming up after a check of traffic here. Back with more Bennett Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
6: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: All right, we're going team by team based on the Padres schedule as we do our Tier 1 tour of training camps. We fired up the bus. We continue on today today. And the next Padres opponent on our list, Woodsy, the Washington Nationals. Um, They they have just one one issue, I think, the Washington Nationals, that they're going to have difficulty <laughs> overcoming. Just one. Yep. They don't have any good players on their team. And that yeah. is going to, I think, hold them back a little bit here in 2023. I, I kid a little bit. I mean, well, they've got C.J. Abrams, you know, counting on him for big things this season. I, their lineup. I mean the middle of their lineup right now is projected to be Keybert Ruiz, Corey Dickerson and Jimer Candelario. That's the I mean that's like the the fearsome part of their lineup here. This is a bad lineup, ranked 28th in baseball by ESPN out of 30 teams. Who's,
4: who's got a worse lineup than that?
5: Um according to ESPN, they say the uh Reds and the A's have a worse lineup than the Nationals.
4: That, there's there's no way the Reds lineup with Jonathan India, Joey Votto, Will Myers. Better than the Nationals. In my opinion, it would be way better than the Here, Nationals.
5: Here's the thing, though. Um, also, according to ESPN, the lineup is the strength of their team because it only gets worse when you get to the pitching staff. Uh, Steven Strasburg is injured once again. Can't really count on him for anything at this point. Uh, Patrick Corbin's your veteran guy. He is always a threat now to put up 20 losses in a year. Because uh, he throws, I mean, at least he goes out there and throws.
4: Yeah. He'll get you Unfortunately, some Unfortunately,
5: he's going to give up a lot of runs and probably take a lot of L's. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, they'll be pinning a lot of hopes on him. They did pick up Trevor Williams, San Diego guy in pitching, the off season, Pitching
4: uh, for a half season.
5: He's a, He might be another candidate for a 20-loss season because of the durability and the fact that they won't be getting much offensive support over the year. It looks like it's going to be a very rough year. For the Washington Nationals, a team that won a World Series, what four,
3: four years ago, twenty nineteen? Yeah, they have uh,
4: FanGraphs had them. So last year they finished fifty five and one hundred seven. Uh, FanGraphs has them improving by eleven wins to sixty six and ninety
5: six. That's a al- that's dicey. I think that's misleading in that no projection system really goes way outside the boundaries of a hundred wins or a hundred losses, right? You know, it's just it almost takes extreme good or bad luck to yeah. to really go outside those boundaries. So a projection system is never going to say, "Oh yeah, this team won't have lost 107. They're going to do it again next year." It's hard to lose that many games in a baseball season.
4: It is really is. It is. Um, I will. You guys hammer the over or the under 66 wins.
5: I would go under, actually. Yeah, I'm probably now, gonna take I the I, really, I do feel like this is a 100-loss team.
4: Listen to this
5: And sentence. we've seen there's been more 100-win and 100-loss teams in recent years yeah. than there ever used yep. to be. More haves and have-nots in baseball. <clears throat> Listen to this sentence from
4: this write-up about the preview for the Washington <laughs> Nationals in 2023. The projected lineup is about as uninspiring as you'd probably expect. Oof. But there are at least a few interesting names. In the corner outfield spots, they have Corey Dickerson, former All-Star starter, believe it or not, and Lane Thomas, who, at best, average-ish at-bats at at the plate. (laughs) (laughs) Look how
3: fast it falls apart, man. man. It can fall apart. I I mean, does it not feel like two years ago, even? (laughs) It was Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, Strasburg. (laughs) Okay, and it's
4: the billion, gazillion, trillion dollar question. Do you? Yes. Do you? I know, and that's yes. the the easy answer is to say, yeah, I take that in a heartbeat, right? Because it means you got your one, and you can beat your chest about it because you don't have one. No, there was no
5: reason they had to totally fall apart. No. Um. You know, they they made the decision to go all in with Strasbourg. Yep, has not worked out because of injury. They decided not to re-sign Anthony Rendon. That looks like actually a really good decision. They tried
4: like hell to sign, re-sign Juan, Juan Soto. Soto. He turned down a lot They of couldn't,
5: dough. but they wanted to. They, they could not re-sign him. And they let Bryce Harper go, which is looking fairly mistake-ish yep. as well. So they've made some bad decisions. They didn't just choose, okay, we won our World Series. Now let's be bad. Right. They made bad decisions after winning their World Series. Given See,
4: Patrick Corbin, what they gave him yep. was, was bad. Um, yeah, they, Mike Rizzo... I, I mean, he got some. He got some players back for some of the guys. And yeah, they, they, they traded away Trey Turner and, yep. and
5: and and Max Scherzer, but they were oh, yeah. in a
4: forgot Trey Turner was there. They too. were
5: in a bad situation, and you know, at some point, you do have to rebuild. If you've made enough bad decisions, then you have to, then you bite have the to, bullet, you yeah. make some unpleasant decisions and bite the bullet. And that's where they are right now, and it's going to take them a while. To, to you know, ever get back up to where they were a few years ago?
4: Mike Rizzo's got nubs left for teeth because he's bitten so many bullets uh, over the last few years of getting rid of. I mean, I I, I, I literally forgot Trey Turner was on that team too. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. You're talking about guys. They had what the Padres kind of look like now. That's exactly right. And those like those three are any one of them is a legitimate cornerstone franchise player. And you had all three.
5: What other did they have in that World Series team behind Scherzer? I'm trying to remember because,
4: dude, their superstar was Annie Ball Sanchez that year. I was uh, like, I look at that roster and
5: I go, it's not nearly as good as what the Padres have now, it's, and they that's won a World. They won a World Series, and I don't think they had nearly as much as the Padres do right now what
3: was the I mean, year they were 19 19 their lineup had Brian Dozier Trey Turner Anthony Rendon Juan Rendon Soto Adam he was Eaton, so good uh Strasburg Corbin Scherzer Annabelle Sanchez Joe Ross I, I guess
5: a healthy Strasburg like the one year you really got most that you the most you
3: could out of Strasburg that yeah, helped.
4: That was that was it, man. You you got your one and you he led it.
3: them in innings pitch last uh that year. That
4: year, you've you've hung that banner and you have it, and they can never take that away from you. That thing will fly forever. Sean
3: Doolittle was their closer,
4: yeah. They were a fun ass team to watch, but yeah, I mean, the the cornerstone players that they had and, and ended up you know having to part with is it's hard. I mean, being a, like if you're a kid and you're a nationals fan and you're like. Dude, yes, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. This, I mean, the future is so, so very bright here for me. And now you're like, who's the guy in the outfield with Lane Turner with average ish? Lane Thomas, Lane- Thomas <laughs> with average ish at bats. Is this oh. a write up on him? Lane Thomas, who at best <laughs> average ish at bats at the plate? That's a write up for me, not a big leaguer that you want to go out and see at the ballpark. We do the bid, asses in the seats. Who on that team do you say, oh, yeah, I'm buying a ticket today? Is it Gore to watch him pitch? Is it Josiah Gray, who still is trying to figure it out? He was supposed to be, you know, a huge piece. Is it Kieber Ruiz? CJ
5: Abrams. None yeah, of those guys are
4: blowing my hair back almost in the slightest, in the slightest. Carter Keyboom is a name we've heard for years of a guy. That's the prospect thing, man. It, it, you always go back to the prospect thing of, like, how many of these guys that you have heard so much about and we we just you know they 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 acquired Ruiz and Osiah Gray from the Dodgers and everyone was like oh man i mean pretty good deal there pretty good deal Dodgers get Turner and you guys get these studs nobody's really done much yet so you just when it comes to trading for prospects i kind of all i kind of lean yeah do what you have to do to go win your world series and that's what they did
5: all right uh, when we come back we'll head out to Peoria Arizona uh, we can ask Sammy spring training where they're hanging the welcome Back Will Banner for Will Myers' appearance today with the Cincinnati Reds at the Peoria Sports Complex. He would Manager Bob Melvin talking about today. It's a little quieter out there with a lot of WBC guys gone, but Sammy still out there keeping us up to date next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. when I read a, a national piece about the Padres or a Padres player, obviously it feels very surface level. We go into so much more depth on our team, as as every city does about their own team, that the national stuff, while it's intriguing to know that, hey, they're writing about our team and our players, I generally get a lot of insight out of it. Would you agree with that statement that most of the insight comes from stuff we're we're doing locally, talking to the yeah. players ourselves?
4: AJ, Dennis, yeah, yeah, or, 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 our or local us, reporters
5: yeah. or us. Uh, but this uh, this <laughs> Britt Giroli piece in, in, in the Athletic in on Manny Machado
4: yeah they got history together
5: you know yeah she covered she covered him in Baltimore and I feel like I'm learning some some stuff about Manny that even I, I don't know after four full years of covering him very closely that there's still some good insight in this piece on Manny Machado so I haven't read the whole thing yet but it seems like something worth checking out
4: it is really really good some of the um, some of the uh, little blurbs that have come out. Uh, about Manny and and just how happy he is being in San Diego and living on Coronado and you know building a home and wanting to put up put down roots here his foundation uh, as well just incredible so yeah violent vicious mean thug Manny Machado just continues to uh, give back and help the community it's great
5: oh yeah doesn't like uncertainty and now he's got it no trade clause eleven years I feel that man in San Diego uncertainty uh, sucks uh, should feel very comfortable now going forward. Uh, Sammy Spring Training standing by in Peoria, Arizona. We'll check in on what's going on at Pontre Spring Training after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. And this hour on 97.3 The Fan brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, home of the world-famous o mattresses, with all the comfort and quality of a national mattress brand for half the price. No matter your budget, there's a bob o memory foam hybrid or hybrid plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com and let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of girls' bed fan hotline, Sammy Spring Training standing by again in peoria arizona where the day is already well underway good morning sammy
1: good morning gentlemen another beautiful day here in peoria weather is warming up the last few days good to be with you
4: how uh how over it
1: are you (laughs) you can be honest um i'm not over it i'm still really enjoying it i will admit that there is a bit of a repetitive nature at this point Groundhog. Uh, day in, day out. And and I also think part of that has to do with, uh, you know, a good number of the superstars now leaving for the world baseball classic, but you do still have a lot of storylines and, and personalities inside the clubhouse. I look, I love this time of year. I love baseball. I love watching it. I love being around the backfield. Like it's, you know, the little kid in me is very happy, but is there a repetitive nature to it? Yes, uh I've tried about every dining establishment in Peoria I think at this point. Uh I actually went to Glendale for for dinner last night, so I'm I'm enjoying it, but there there definitely is a uh a repetitive nature which people warned me about early on that I am seeing right now.
4: Boy, it's too <laughs> bad you don't play golf, buddy, because you would be in I if it were me, I would do my job in the morning, and I would be at noon. He's just, too
5: responsible. Whoosh. He feels like he needs to be, just be there for breaking news. Ooh. He's very earnest.
4: I get at least five rounds a
1: weekend, at least, right? Very yeah.
5: endearing, yes. would I mean, you? Yeah. He makes me look I will, like a bad
1: guy. I, I, he does. I will say that uh, yesterday was the first time that I did duck out of a game early. Uh, I did not stay for the very end, oh, and I would never, uh, to hear from Bob Melvin after. I, I did leave a little bit early because they needed a haircut and I was struggling to find time before the you know, the shops close at five, six PM to get over there and get a haircut. So sweet, so I did man. that yesterday. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm adjusting a little bit, but I'm, I'm pretty much doing like that. Yeah, Peoria honest. does shut yeah. down a little early.
4: Sammy, listen, it's spring training. At the end of the day, you're putting out great content. If you need an afternoon to yourself to do whatever it is you want, take it,
5: bro. Life's too short. <laughs> yeah, you you deserve a day off. Just tell, tell Adam what. Guess what. There's no Bob Melvin video today. Right. We're not going in the clubhouse. I'm Adam's just like, Shut taking up. Shut a up. day off at spring training. Bro, you got to reset the, the... I think it's like legally, like you have to take a day off at some point. <laughs> he's he over for with, six uh... straight weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's
4: a 15-minute break.
1: <laughs> you, do, you do make a good point, and I thought about this the other day, because it definitely, I think, and, and everybody here at spring training would agree, and I've heard this before when I was in the minor leagues, that, Spring training is a grind in and of itself and I I agree. I thought about this the other day that there's about to be a 162 game yes. season yes, uh, which I work every day. Yes. So um yes, you don't want to burn out in Peoria. That's for sure. So I I may we have an off, there's an off day next week where Good. there's no game and then there's one after that. So certainly I'm going to have a couple, but I may yeah, I may start being a little bit more liberal on you know, taking uh, an afternoon or, or a morning off here or there. But what? for the most part, I am here, and I'm going to complete the mission.
5: One more, sorry, personal question. When Sammy lets loose, what's his cocktail of choice? Oh, yeah.
1: Mm, you know, lately, as far as a cocktail? I mean, you can say beer and wine martini. as well, but oh, martini. It's, well, it's, I, I like an espresso martini. Huh? Uh, OB Noodle House espresso martini with the peanut butter, very nice. God, sounds Very, delicious. very nice like a dessert for me uh sammy
4: what did you uh what were you able to ascertain yesterday anything about ethan salas i know they're they're tight-lipped on it um but uh did you find out anything about ethan or, or what else uh, is there of note to report
1: yeah i mean not much about salas that's still on my to-do list um i did uh, kind of focus on on a little bit of that this morning I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh what they're doing on the backfield today but yes uh, I, I it's on my to-do list. I have not completed the Ethan Salas assignment, but hopefully I'll be able to do that by uh, the end of the next few weeks here. Uh, look, the, the most notable thing today, again, you know, not to be repetitive, is obviously just keeping an eye on Juan Soto. He was going through his running progression earlier this morning. Uh, I saw him do a number of things. He posted video to it on the fan's Twitter. He was running in the outfield doing sprints. He was running to first base, going first to third. Uh, practicing, you know, going back on fly balls. And what Bob Melvin had to say right after we saw that was that he will hopefully play in a a B game tomorrow on the backfields against Cleveland. Uh, It's kind of interesting, you know, when you think about it, the situation, you have Nelson Cruz, the general manager of the team now in Florida, and he's in communication with his manager here at the Padres, Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller about what's going on back here with Juan Soto and the progress he's making. Uh, There does seem to be, you know, good communication as far as his progress here, but also what his role will look like in the World Baseball Classic. It it sounds like the hope is that he is going to depart on Friday and that he'll be fully 100% good to do anything, to play the field, do whatever they need him to do. It does sound like, though, if there is any limitation, the backup plan would be to be a designated hitter so that's the update this morning he certainly from afar looks good in the outfield everything we've heard is good and it appears the 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 optimistic plan is that he's going to be totally good to go uh to leave on friday and be a hundred percent into the world baseball classic and whatever team dominican republic needs him to do so that's the update and probably the biggest news uh from uh this morning and and honestly the last uh, 24 hours here at camp
5: Talking with our friend Sam Levitt out at Padre spring training in Peoria, we had a discussion. Who's Sam Levitt? Sammy spring training. Tra- Sorry, okay,
4: God, you freaked me out. Okay.
5: Sorry, forgot. Sorry. Um, we had a discussion earlier, Sammy, about Adrian Morey Hall, and we're not yeah. getting up in arms about the fact that he gave up five runs yesterday It's no. spring training. You work on things. However, he's been a guy who, for multiple years, has been always kind of. Feels like he's close to being the next guy in that rotation. Tantalizingly I mean, close. He's been in the in the Padres system for a very long time now, and yes, he's had to recover from surgeries, yes, multiple, which have slowed his development. But are, do you get any sense of of where he is? Are they still high on him in the in the organization? Is there is the clock ticking now? Uh, I mean, Woodsy pointed out he's younger than Fernando Tatis Jr. and people forget mm-hmm. about that because he's been here so long. But at some point, you also do have to. You have to show that you can do it in the big leagues, or eventually, you know, they give up on you.
1: Yeah, I, I have a, a few thoughts on on Laura Hone. Number one, you're right; he's been around a long time in the organization. You know, they signed him as part big international signing class. I believe it was 2000. I might get 2016. Yeah, I thought right? it was sixteen. Yeah, yeah, as part of that big international signing class, I, I believe it was the same signing class where they got Michelle Baez, who's been in the system and a fairly highly touted prospect for a long time as well, who also has dealt with, with injuries, much like Maura Hone has. You know, guys, I, I may have said this to you before, but he was actually the opening day starter for the Amarillo Sod Poodles at A in 2019 when I was there. So, you know, you think about he was at A then, and he's still, you know, he's obviously been on the Major League roster for for long stretches here, but still kind of feeling out his role but my my second thought on it, so you're right, he's been in the system a long time. My second thought is, as far as his results here in spring training, I would just be patient to judge because he's working on some different stuff. For example, if you watched yesterday, he was working on a slide step, which is new. Yep. Um, you know, so there's some, there's some adjustments that he's going through uh, here at spring training. He's always had a lot of talent. He's always been somebody – uh, the Padres have have been high on, and they signed him for for a lot of money in that international signing class. Um, what's interesting is is I feel like, you know, we, ha- we're, we we've we've talked about that extra starter spot, and I don't don't know that we've talked a ton about Moore Hone. Um, You know, we've more talked about Groom and more talked about Julio Tehran. Um, look, I guess there is a chance that he could. Uh, you know, if they need an extra starter uh, at the start of the year, it could be somebody like a Morahone. Um, I think Adrian's going to end up in this bullpen, but you're right. This year would, would you would imagine, be a, a pretty important year for Adrian Morahone to show consistency, to show that he can, he can do this at the major league level, even if that's a, a long man type bullpen role or whatever type of, of bullpen role he has. Um, I agree with you guys. I think this is this is an important year for Moore Hone. There's always been talent. he's dealt with injuries. um you know here at spring training, I would be patient with the results because we we heard from Bob Melvin earlier today about some of the new stuff he's working on, like that slide step we saw yesterday. So I'd still remain patient, but I agree. I think this season is a significant one for adrian moraahone and and perhaps the bigger picture of how he fits into this. Padres pitching staff moving forward.
5: Uh, maybe not official homework, but I know Brent Honeywell is pitching today, and I know very little about Brent Honeywell. It hasn't
4: gone super great for Brent results-wise no. yet. ERA's a little bit high. I, I, I watched him throw down there. Really good dude as well. Um, you know, again, a guy that, that's coming off injuries. that has had to battle his way back. I believe he was pitching. Was he? Where was he pitching last he year? He was
5: with the A's in Las Vegas mostly, AAA. Yeah.
1: He um... yeah he, he's he's another intriguing guy. It's it's kind of interesting because the Padres have um, whether it's you know Morahone, whether it's uh, uh, Jay Groom, whether it's Honeywell. You know these guys, and obviously Honeywell and Groom were drafted first rounders, but these guys who you know are very very were very very highly touted, and I still think I still think Morahone in a sense is, um, but very highly touted have gone through injuries have now. You know, in, in the case of Groom and, and Honeywell, have switched organizations. Um, you know, you just never know what you're going to find in these guys based on the raw talent that they have. So it's it is interesting. I think Honeywell, that's a good homework assignment. To, uh, you know what? Don't involved. worry
5: about Honeywell. Uh, your homework is okay. a me time. Me time for Sammy <laughs> Spring Training. I want you to tell us what you did, how you spent your me time. Leave
1: that game early at Sammy. some
5: point today.
1: Have you guys ever gone to Top Golf? Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, it's yeah. fun. It is it's fun. You don't so, need to be a great so, golfer
5: to enjoy it either.
1: I, well, I, I I've never played golf. A round of golf. I will tell you though. Yesterday, I, I before I got dinner, I actually stopped in at a top golf, and I was told that, that the wait time. Because I thought, okay, I'll show up. Yeah. I'll, like oh. get some golf balls. I don't know. Get a little snack. I was told the wait time was, like, three hours. It's insane. So I do want to do the Top Golf thing, but I think there was, like, a lot of extra, not extra events, like uh, private parties going on. So I think that was part go of it. Go in an so... off hours.
5: Like, go go early in the day on your yeah. day off. Try it that time. Callaway, yeah, I want to try that. Make a reservation
3: online. Killing well, they're they're going to build two oh, here in San Diego, yeah. and it's going to slay. Yeah,
5: Callaway, genius. Genius move <laughs> by our friends at Callaway. Thank you, Sammy. Thanks, Sammy. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Sammy Spring Training and our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. And speaking of Callaway, always big help in putting on our Ben and Woods open. We have a wedge Dude, with the Ben and Woods logo on it all right. that they sent us. It is it is fire. I want it. Fire. Some, fire. Somebody's going to win it. And then I'm gonna, and we're gonna be so jealous. I'm
4: gonna try to buy it back. Exactly. From you. So you're gonna make some money. Out there. I mean, it's it amazing. is so
5: cool looking, and it is something that's gonna be up for grabs at our Bennett Woods Open, which is taking place Thursday, April 6th at Rancho Bernardo Inn. I saw people uh, on the chat saying oh, we need details. These are the details: Thursday, April 6th, RBN. I'll just take it. Slots go on sale on March 22nd. That's uh, less than two weeks Show away. Exactly two weeks away. Are we okay? If you're on the look at that. I, oh, Sweet. You're not on camera. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Oh, there, there, he is. you are. there he is. That is cool. We're a little behind. There it is. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, also, thanks to some of our other sponsors Travis Matthew. Very cool. Uh, Daily Engineering Sombreros. We're going to have uh, breakfast burritos, I believe, for everybody out there as well. Sign up March 22nd in two weeks. All right. We got an hour left. There was a ton of football news yesterday. I assume Paul is going to cram it into the Rindle report coming up next, mostly involving quarterbacks and franchise tags and stuff so stay tuned for more on 97.3 the fan
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better